Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, December 16th, 2021. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Matt and I may or may not be recording something for that specific purpose. Maybe it'll air. I don't know when it'll air, but it might have to do with the holidays. And I want to talk about that. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Mary something. Okay, so y'all know that I hate to start the show this way, but it just is what it is. There's no, no choice today. I really, yeah, I had no choice, and I try so hard to be a, a beacon of, of some positivity in the news, but unfortunately, there's just such a spike in COVID positive cases amongst companies for Broadway shows, especially, and many shows are having to shut their doors for a performance or two at the very least. Uh, according to the CDC, the number of COVID-19 cases in New York City has been increasing in the past 14 days alone. Alone, cases in New York City have risen 119 percent. Um, and, and I've talked to Ashley about this, too. Like I've had several, several wonderful, very safe, very masked friends mm-hmm. that um, have contracted COVID uh, just by finding out because they had to take a test to go to some event. All of a sudden they found out they had COVID. They weren't sick before. Um, so we are going to talk about the asymptomatic nature of some of these things and how uh, the Broadway League and everybody is responding. So in a New York Times article by Michael Paulson, he cites the COVID outbreaks in this past week and performance cancellations, stating that in each case, at least one member of the show's cast or crew has tested positive for the coronavirus and either because of a lack of enough people to replace those Um, who test positive or are concerned about contagion performances have been canceled. In many cases, uh, those testing positive have been asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic, but they are not allowed to return until they are deemed no longer contagious. The cancellations are not only disruptive to the consumers. uh, Some of them have, you know, they make an announcement just minutes before the curtain rises, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're also costly to producers who already struggle to achieve profitability in an industry where far more shows fail than succeed. So for a show grossing a million a week, each missed performance would mean a loss of at least $125,000. Cancellations on the weekends are costlier because that's when shows are more full, of course, and the industry's uh, leaders say cancellations show their commitment to safety, but are nonetheless worrisome. So we recommend that you take a dive into that New York Times article because it's a little, it's, it helps us understand a lot of these numbers. Yeah. I mean, we knew that this would happen. Um, I was honestly really surprised that it hasn't happened more before now, um, which I guess is a good thing um, with how they've been running everything. And as we start to see this new Omicron variant and the weather getting colder and people starting to be more packed inside, we're starting to see more of it. I'm kind of torn on how I feel about <laughs> whether this is, showing their commitment um, or or not. I don't know if this means this is just the variant kind of ramping up or if it means that people are getting less focused on doing things properly. Maybe it's a combination of both, but it certainly doesn't bode well for the holidays coming up. And it's probably even worse because that will mean, presuming things stay on trend, that there's more people and there's more money to make. They could possibly be losing a lot of money. But it also means that coming in January, where things will typically get slower that losing one performance survive. yeah mean, might mean that you know if a show is is dark for two or three performances that could be the difference between staying open and closing 
which was the case with chicken and biscuits, which they, which they do outline in that article as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Broadway League held a meeting with President Charlotte St. Martin regarding the theatrical union's enforcement of the additional booster shot. So the Broadway League currently requires all casting company members to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. We know this, but it has yet to be announced to have a policy on the booster shot. So Charlotte says, all of our experts are emphasizing the importance of boosters, Dodoy, and providing the maximum protection against the virus at this point in time. As always, our number one priority is the safety and security of our cast crew and theater goers, of course. But, you know, we still need to know if that's going to be something that, you know, January one, everybody needs to have one because, you know, and I've looked at it um, on behalf of other performers as well to schedule the booster shot. And it's really tough to get an appointment in a lot of these major cities. Uh, So, you know, while I want that mandate to be helpful and be effective, I wish there was a way to have accessibility to these booster shots because it's they're hard right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned this the other day on uh, on the show with Ashley, like Florida just kind of opened up everything to where you didn't need some sort of um, underlying medical reason uh, to get the booster. So I've got mine scheduled for next week. Um, I would hope that if they do move to something like this for the Broadway League, that they'll do what they did over the summer and have a theater central or theater specific place to get the booster. Um, And it does seem like depending on which shot that you get, this booster can hit just as hard, if not harder than some of the original shots. So there you do have to Mm. figure that. And if you're going to uh, require the performers to do that. They very well might be out for show, uh, for shows that come right after it. Maybe they'll have to schedule it for like after their last show on you know one day when they have a dark day the next day or have morning of the dark day. Um, but it sure seems like the booster is helping, especially with the new variant. So if that means that this is something that can require or can allow shows to keep going on, I think it's probably a good idea. The next question then is, what does fully vaccinated mean for audience members? We obviously know that you have to show your vaccination card and be fully vaccinated with two um, vaccine doses currently to see a Broadway show. I wonder when that will go to three. Yeah, mood. So the Metropolitan Opera announced that in addition to their vaccine mandate beginning January 17th of next year, audience staff members will need to show proof of an additional booster shot. So that's just what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then as we record, so now we're going to get into some unfortunate closures just because we got to talk about which shows are doing what. Um, As we record right now, December 15th, uh, the matinee and evening performances of Tina have been canceled after a limited number of company members tested positive for COVID-19. The, uh, the production, of course, posted to their social media about it. And I was kind of sad because Ari Groover was supposed to go on for Tina Turner. Her first <laughs> time. Was, her first yeah, time. That would have been so cool. You know, we love her and she's a great DJ and she's come out with some great mixes, but also she's an incredible performer. So I was really sad to see that. But they're expected to resume performances on Thursday. The matinee for December 15th of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child canceled due to the detection of a breakthrough COVID case as well in their company. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to kind of run through some London closures. Well, well oh, I think sorry, I texted. No, I think I texted you this, but this happened like literally less than an Moments. hour before they went up. Uh, Hamilton canceled their Wednesday night performance uh, mm-hmm. as well. So that's another one. Um, fortunately, it does seem like um, a Little Shop of Horrors, which had been out, they did return mm-hmm. Um, earlier, so that's that's good, but still kind of uh, still kind of not great. But yes, go ahead, go t- go talk about London. So I get I have to right legally. Uh, so the London closures include Cabaret, The Lion King, 
Hamilton, Come From Away, Tina, the Tina Turner musical, Cinderella, The Prince of Egypt, Matilda, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, The National Theater's Hex, which sidebar, um, the album has dropped. They did a highlights album with us oh, at Broadway Records. I and it is this. really, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about it. I probably should later in the show. Okay. okay. Um, and then Comedy of Errors and Force Majeure, uh, those have all had a London uh, closures on the West End due to COVID 19 outbreaks. So that it's a, and, and I'm talking about like, it's, it's not just like a one performance. Hex is canceled through December 28th. Um, wow. So that's been really, really upsetting to see. But of course, you know, like uh, their prime minister issued a statement that you had to wear a, a mask as a young person, especially inside dining restaurants and theaters. And I'm, I'm hoping that it reduces a lot of that, but uh, we shall see. Well, I mean, when this all started, we started to see a lot of these closures and stuff happening in London before they came to New York. Like, remember when Sarah Bareilles was doing Waitress in London with, uh, was she doing it with Gavin and, and Marisha Wallace, who we yes. both interviewed? Um, that was a couple weeks ahead of what was happening in New York. So I hope this isn't the case where it starts to, to pick up even more than it already has here because it's, you know, moving its way west across the Atlantic. But not good either way um so I, I i just it i will never get off my high horse about people just getting the damn shots and um the selfishness of the people who won't now we obviously know that that does not prevent people from getting or spreading covid but it certainly helps minimize it and it greatly uh, diminishes the potential for somebody who does contract COVID to become seriously ill with it. We have a mutual friend who works in theater and is a lot, around a lot of shows, and she's oh, always yeah. masked. Um, mm -hmm. She is not only vaccinated but boosted, and she is currently on like day three or four of quarantine because she contracted it as well. So this is not about people not. It's not always about people not being safe. It is just the way that this is going to be for. A while forever uh, i don't i don't know when the end of this and whatever variants and stuff is but i would not be i said this to ashley off air i think um but i would not have a problem with never going to a theater without a mask on like i wouldn't love it but i would yeah. do it you know and, and i think that that might actually be something we have to think about in the future we'll do what we have to do because uh we want we want people to stay safe and ultimately not pass away. I mean, as much as I love theater, like this is about people's safety um health-wise. So, whatever we got to do, we'll do it. So, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. personally gotten to see so many more shows than I normally would because of how easy Today Ticks the app is to use. Uh, we talk a lot about accessibility in the theater. I, Ashley and I talked about it extensively yesterday as well, but you know, the fact that this app is so easy to use, the price point is so astronomically uh, better than anyone else to see, you know, the best theater comedy improv, uh, you have the opportunity to use it with Today Ticks. Yeah, getting tickets is easier than ever. Once you open up that Today Ticks app or go to the website because they are both super easy to use, you can find the show you want to you wanna get tickets to and then check out in 30 seconds. And getting your tickets is super easy. You can do it you know, electronically or pick them up at the theater. Um, I know that I have gotten tickets for people for this holiday season um, as gifts via Today Ticks and it is super easy. They have great deals and you can get them for you know next week or 
for months in advance, um, even into like the spring break times, which is what I did. Um, uh, I got some for the spring. And today ticks also gives you like exclusive pre-sales so you can get them before they're available anywhere else. Limited time offers, digital lotteries and rushes and day of discounted tickets. It really is the best way to get all of the tickets you need for whatever price point you're looking to pay. Today Ticks isn't just for Broadway and London's West End. You can also find tickets to cities all across the country and around the world. That includes Chicago, hello, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and so much more. Take advantage of all the best deals, especially this holiday season. If you're traveling to see someone you care about, or mm -hmm. you're just like stationed in a city just cause, use Today Ticks. Yeah, see that show that you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much with Today Ticks. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. That's T-O-D-A-Y-T-I-X.com slash Broadway. In other news, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you've heard of him. Hmm. He is launching a new T. Rico collection of the Moondance Diner wear. So if you watch Tick, Tick, Boom, you know that these iconic T-shirts that they especially used at the uh, the pop-up that Matt and I went to in the city, mm -hmm. uh, the Moondance Diner pop-up. And I, all I kept thinking was, I really want to buy that shirt. Well, it worked on me. So T. Rico is part is Lynn's website that donates a portion of all sales to worthy causes, such as artists, charity events, and other programs. And this is kind of his latest philanthropic capsule collection. So the Moondance Diner collection proceeds will go to the New York theater workshop in honor of Jonathan Larson, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, I, when I was waiting for you to get your oddly blue <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich, um, I picked up one of the tick, tick, boom posters that they were handing out, but I definitely mm. wish I could have gotten one of the shirts and, uh, now we can. Now we can. I appreciate that. They listened to us because I'm telling you, everybody in that line just kept going, are the shirts available? And they were just wearing the shirts. It's not like they said, wouldn't you like this shirt? Like everyone wants it. So I appreciate that they listen to the fans. So finally, in a recommendation, uh, beyond the fact that, uh, a Strange Loop is such an iconic piece of theater history. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning piece. Uh, it's it's definitely making its way to Broadway. We wanted to recommend that you take out or that, that you check out all of these great photos from the Woolly Mammoth Theater production that is going on right now in D.C. A lot of them are taken by my friend Mark J. Franklin, who is such a fabulous photographer. And uh, yeah, so we, we've linked it in the show notes. Because yeah, and there's video, too. Yeah, yeah, there's video, too. There's so much content that if you're not able to get down there to see the show, you can at least like feel like you're living some of it, right? So yeah, that's there amazing. you go. The, a strange loop is running through January 9th of next year. They had to extend because the demand was so great. So that make sure that you go see that show if you can. All right. Before we finish, can you tell me about the hex? Because I'm looking at the website and yes. I have not heard anything about this, but um, <laughs> oh. it is it is fairly cool looking and. Yeah. West Ends, Bobby B O B B I E Rosalie oh. Craig seems to be the uh, the star of the show. 
that was my bit, Matt. That was Sorry. definitely the bit. I can so. I can go back and edit that out if you want me to. No, 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 Matt. <laughs> you keep it. You do your thing. Uh, no, no, but you're totally right. Like Rosalie Craig, and we released uh, Broadway Records released uh, some segments from Hex, which you can uh, find on any Spotify, any any kind of music uh, resource. But if you go to YouTube, the National Theater actually has released some in-studio video recording of them, and, and especially the one with Rosalie Craig, who plays the fairy in this kind of like extreme retelling of Sleeping Beauty. Um, it, it is fascinating to look at. The visuals are great, but the music is also fantastic in my opinion. And um, I highly recommend if you're not able to see it on the West End, especially now that they've unfortunately had to cancel a couple performances due to COVID, um, you have to listen to the Highlights album that is out right now, because I think if you like uh, exciting retellings, especially of storytell or storytelling pieces um, that are rooted in some kind of like princessy phantasmic if you will. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, the point no, is yeah, that yeah. it's really cool and beautiful. And I really like it, especially Rosalie Craig, who has an amazing voice. And, you know, uh, her as Bobby was fantastic, but she's also a little weird here. And I like it. Yeah. And it's directed by Rufus Norris, who is mm -hmm. an, an incredible director. So um, this is fascinating. I hadn't heard much about this. So I'm hoping that we get to see this uh, at some point over on this side of the, uh, the Atlantic you as well. You might. Mm, okay, that was forceful. You might like on a like a like a like there like a recording of it. Ah, uh, yes, on some sort of <laughs> screen, almost because it's at the National Theater. I wonder if they would do it yeah. live. Hmm, interesting, right? <laughs> uh, on that note, <laughs> I'm bound to secrecy. So thank you so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? At BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. See you later. Bye.